everybody back again another week with the new name podcast fish around and find out mofos damn come like it i still gotta change the instagram yeah we changed that last week it's kind of new we'll see what happens you change your facebook um i gotta change the instagram i think i just changed the cover picture i don't think i changed the name yet i gotta change it nobody knows i'm lagging yeah nobody (laughs) Nobody knows we're working but does anybody actually look at the title anyway yeah yeah I do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Brian, our guest today. Yeah. Let's Brian, our guest. Brian. 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 With an R. You said Brian first. No, I said Brian. Oh, sorry. No, I was talking about Scarberry. Brian oh, Scarberry. Okay, that's why I was getting confused. Yeah. So Ryan Lockwood, we got with us this week, and Ryan, uh, you're another kayak guy, dude. We're paddling two weeks in a row. Damn. Yeah. Or at least our last two guests. Yeah. Nice. But Ryan does Texas kayak basketball. How many years is this on? This is my fifth year running it. Texas by kayak bass what? Bassacre. Bassacre. So, so you see that jersey right there in the corner? Oh yeah, we talked about jerseys too. You got one? That's 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 his right jersey. There. Nice. nice. There we go. All right, so we got the Texas kayak bassacre. That happens on what? In October. So this year will be our fifth anniversary. It is October twenty eighth. And where is it at? Uh, this year it'll be back at Lake Bastrop. Back at Bass Trap. Where well, was it previously? Last year, I think it was it was at um, Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Fayette. That's a good lake. Yeah. The petting zoo. That, that's really popular with the kayak guys, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, because it's easy to catch fish there. No, because you don't get run over by <laughs> by big boat tournaments. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Um, it is it is easy to catch bass drop's not really known for giant fish but it does produce numbers and that is a safety thing too with you know having a ton of kayaks on a lake there's not a whole lot of bass boats out there yeah, on that. of course yeah. no we've been finding that out at uh choke like we talked about our last tournament yeah the, the last elite tournament you know we had elite had 16 18 boats and then there was two other local bass clubs that had 15 to 20 boats in them. So you got 45, 50 bass boats, bass boats running then, around. And then what was the tournament that was out there that weekend? But oh, it was shit. I forgot. I'm not a kayak angler, man. Uh, but it Gosh, was about 100, uh, 80 to 100 kayaks. Yeah. That's what Brad said. It was like, like 120. Yeah. That's well, what I well, thought. I didn't oh, it was the Texas Kayak Bass League. Yeah. Texas Kayak Bass yeah. League. Yeah. You yeah. finished that one as well? Um, I have not got to yet. Okay. But I will be doing a lot more tournament fishing next year. Okay. Cool, cool. So kind of fill us in on a little backstory. I mean, have you always been a kayak guy? Did you start your fishing on the bank in a boat and then kind of migrate to kayak? Or how'd that that work? So we grew up bank fishing for catfish. And then we would go out and we would fish for perch for catfish bait and stuff like that. And it wasn't till about... Seven years ago, I had a buddy at work that asked me if I ever been bass fishing, and I was like, "Like targeting for bass?" And he was <laughs> like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "No, not really. Like, I, I've caught a few growing up, but you know, that wasn't what we were targeting." He was like, well, "That was just because they bit them." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "Well, let me let me show you," and it kind of bit a bug, you know, and just oh, yeah. lit a fire. And I was like, "Oh man, this is amazing, right?" Like, mm. so with 
I mean, y'all know there's so many baits on yeah. the market to learn and, and use to fish. So Definitely. like I just, I started out Texas rigging and, and then just started moving into, you know, more complex baits. And I was like, man, this is amazing, right? Like I want to, I want to bass fish more. And we were doing a lot of saltwater fishing. And what really got me into kayaking was actually saltwater fishing. Cause I would see these guys come in on kayaks with, you know, a whole stringer of redfish or, or trout or something. Fish, right. Fish. And I'm like, well, where are they going? <laughs> yeah. You know, where are they going and catching all these big fish that I can't get to on the bank. So I was uh-huh. like, you know, I want to kayak. I want to kayak. So I just kept putting that in my wife's head. And then one year her and her mom came in together and bought me my first kayak. And then after that, it was just like game on. Like nice. I've got to get away from everybody because I want to catch fish where you standing on the bank, you ain't going to catch this fish that I'm going to catch. Right. And so, so back then, is that when you got started with like Alamo Bassin and that stuff right there? Yeah. So I, I'd been fishing for maybe like half a year in the kayak mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of inserted myself a little bit more in the groups that I was in. And somebody was like, Hey, would you like to be an admin in the group? And I was like, yeah. So me, like, I like to do stuff. Like I like to get people motivated and, and do things. And like, I always want something to do. I don't like to be bored. I don't like to just sit around. So at that time, like that group, they were only doing like tournaments like every blue moon, Hmm. you know? And I was like, Hey, let's, let's, let's do a kayak tournament. And at first it was kind of like, nah, you know, like, and I was like, I've been here in San Antonio. Yeah. And I, and I was like, okay, well, you know, let me find another way to contribute to the group, Mm -hmm. you know, that would probably like move my status up a little bit to where, you know, I would have some comfort in, them being like, okay, let's let's let you try to run a, a tournament, right? Yeah. So I was like, hey, let's get a uh, a group jersey made, and it was kind of like, nah. And I was like, let's just, just let me try, let me try. Yeah. And if if I can get something lined out and you like it, let's run with it. So I came up with a design, and then I was like, okay. Let me reach out to these companies that we all use and that a lot of us post about in this group, right? Okay. So I reached out to them and told them, you know, like, hey, look, we would just want to make like a club jersey and I'm not looking for anything. We just, you know, we want to promote your business, your logo on the jersey and all of that, you know, just something to to boost the morale in the group and, you know, make people want to be more productive and, you know, yeah so you don't have to send me anything like i'm giving you free marketing and every company on that group's jersey today was like yes nice we'll 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 let you take free market yeah we'll we'll let you we'll (laughs) let you but you run with that that's smart because like we were talking a couple weeks ago about like marketing and sponsors Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and you know i think taking the initiative because it sounds like to me y'all kind of were more along the lines of like look, send us the logos, let's, you know, give us the chance to kind of show y'all what we can do and how we can promote it and stuff. And then it's more of a not, 
what can you do for me situation yeah, is fun. Sure. And, and I think companies respect that to an extent too. You know, you're willing to show, Hey, we'll put in some work, let us show you what we can do. And then, you know, maybe it can blossom into something else after that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then now they have so many options too. There's so many people that like you're saying, y'all were sharing about everybody for free. Like, Hey, we're tagging y'all anyway. We're doing all this. Why not throw y'all on the Jersey to promote y'all more? And I think the angle should be from people like you that are putting yourself out there, taking the time to design these jerseys, get them printed. Eventually, if they see value in that, somebody should be getting paid. You know what I mean? Whether it's your your nonprofit at the bat, you know that the part of what was the name of the group again? Alamo Bassin. Alamo Bassin. Yeah. yeah. So so like you're saying, it's like you you put some skin in the game, and then if they see value with that, then they should start sending you more. Like, no, but that's and I and I really like that because I noticed like even with Will here at Fish Tackle Marine, you know, our sponsor that lets us record this every week here at yeah. the podcast, you know, I just look at the you know, all of us follow Will on social media. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, he just got tagged in a post from El Salto in Mexico. Oh, nice. Guy yeah, yeah. wearing a fish tackle marine. It was either the black hoodie or the black yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sitting here going, I mean, look at the amount of people that, you know want to support and and tag and get the name out there and stuff like that you know will will takes advantage of it too and it, it, it's awesome and like honestly i feel like anybody that's trying to get involved in any fishing club or fishing group whether the group's on facebook or you know anything like mm-hmm. that right and you're wanting to be more productive in your group and you're, you're taking the initiative and saying, Hey, look, I want to try this and I want to do this for the group and everything like that. That's a big plus Mm -hmm. because a lot of people look at that and they sit back and they watch, what is this guy going to do? You know, and by producing that Jersey, they were like, okay, so, uh, busted my butt to get this tournament going. Right. And first tournament to ever put together, host, all that, right? Four sponsors. And I was like, man, this is going to suck, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, man, I, I put out so many sponsor letters and just like, yeah. I worked an entire year Damn. on just trying to put no, one tournament yeah. together. Wow. You know, and Friday night comes before the tournament and i only had like five people signed up that were signed up wow. and paid right huh. and so that's i was tough. like that's tough yeah yeah you know it is and, and yeah. at this time you were still relatively green to the whole fishing community and yeah. stuff so it's not like like i know mikey g here he does a hell of a job every year putting on our open you know helping kind of spearhead it and everything and you know, I look at the amount of sponsors he, you know, we get for the open and we get quite a few sponsors, yeah. but we've got a connection of 30 different guys saying, Hey, I know so-and-so over here. I know so-and-so over here. I mean, and we've also, we've also been all been fishing for about 15 years. Yeah. So, so here you, know, you here yeah. you are just brand new, fresh to the game. And you're just trying to just randomly reach out to people. But and, yeah. But yeah. even in the kayak game, you're saying how long ago was this? Shoot. Uh, so I, I, that tournament that I'm talking about was five years ago. Yeah. So I'd it, only been kayaking for a year before mm-hmm. that. But I think in the last five years is when we've really seen it blow up. Yeah. I would say, like, absolutely, I, I would say it's, it's been big and probably more than we've noticed as, as boaters for a while. 
but I say I would say even within the last two years, it's just exploded. It, it's I mean? got to be. So five ex- years ago, you doing that in the kayak world, I think was kind of groundbreaking, at least here in San Antonio. It might have been popping off other places. Yeah. But five years ago, like now when I'm, I'm putting a tournament plan together for Choke Canyon or anywhere, like now kayaks are in my mind. Like I wonder, like, is if, are we going to catch a spot on this fish? And then all of a sudden there's four kayaks, like, and then it just, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, it. I, and see, we do the same thing. Yeah. Like, when we catch fish, we kind of look around for boaters and we're like, oh, my God, they're going to come over here and they're just going to start right in this spot. Of that, you yeah, know, y'all, have to do, y'all have to deal with wind. Well, now, you know, some of you guys have, you know, uh, even Ultrexes on those kayaks, right? So, but there are certain guys that they'll catch a fish and if they don't have that Ultrex on their boat or whatever, then the wind blows, they get blown off. And now you get a boat to just park on your spot and sit there for the next seven hours, which yeah. you guys don't yeah. have that luxury. Well, so some do. For sure on both some sides. do. I mean, yeah. the kayaks. They have just progressed yeah. so much that yeah. people are putting spot lock on their kayak course, yeah, yeah. and motors and everything. So they're able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, like, I just don't have the money for a motor. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I kind of feel like I'm old school sure. when it comes to fishing. Like, oh, I yeah. don't really like all the electronics. I, I want to go more on skill sure. than watching a screen sure. for the fish, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I know when I'm out fishing and i'm on a tournament on a lake or if i'm doing an online tournament or something right and i've got boaters that come up on me i, I ask them hey are y'all fishing a tournament yeah. and if they say yeah then I, i'll let them know that i'm fishing a tournament too can you give me just you know a little bit of space sure. i'll be done here in about you know 10 15 20 minutes you know communication Commun- avoids that's, confrontation that's, buddy. that's yeah. what i was gonna say like it's as basic as that like because yeah, I'm, okay with people, if i'm you know? paying money yeah for a tournament and you're a boater and you're not fishing a tournament and you roll up on me and i'll let you know that yeah respect wise sure. you should back off because i've already put money into an event sure. and i'm trying to win money yep and you probably the same for, for you it. you've also probably pre-fished for it you plan for it i'm yeah. just showing up on a saturday afternoon just trying to have a good time so yeah, yeah. if you're out of the tournament you usually give that angler the space but I, it's, I, it's in, it'll be interesting to see, like, how that plays out. Like, are boaters usually cool with you and they back off, or normally are they blowing you off? You can tell tournament boaters from people that don't fish tournaments. Yeah. You know, there's just – there's a way that certain boaters carry themselves and the gear that they have oh, yeah. and the boat and the way they talk back to you. True. So you can identify, oh, well, he knows what I'm talking about. He fishes tournaments or he has fished tournaments before. Yeah. And then there's just that weekend boater. Yeah, yeah. You know, so tournament guys, they're like, oh, my bad. And they'll back, back up, up a little way. bit. Or they'll throw out pointers and tell you, well, I was fishing here yesterday and this is what they were biting on. This is how I was working it. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, you're like, bitch, I didn't ask your opinion. <laughs> so, sometimes in my head, I'm like, well, that's not what they're biting on now because I've done <laughs> on this, right? But if I'm working a spot and I'm not getting bots, I'll take that advice once they leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I only said see that if that I works. Heard, I heard a story about you. Well, when we all walked in here today, I was like, hey, aren't you the guy? That, like, the last time I was in here, you were talking about whooping some guy's ass. So I figured yeah. that might be your response. <laughs> asked you how to catch fish. I'm telling you to get out of my way, dude. But, but going back to the, the start of the kayak bass, like, bass skirt. Okay, so, like, I have five people that were paid and signed up, right? Uh-huh. 
and that resonates true so much to me. Like Josh, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, yes, yes, has, he does. He I does love to people. I love to cut people off, but <laughs> no, like, there's been the opens where like we only get ten registrants, yeah. and then all of a sudden, forty people show up. And you're like, thank God, dude. That would have been a total disaster. <laughs> I did all that work for ten. So people. like, I got, I got like two hours. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm there at Bastrop, you know, waiting to do this captain's meeting, right? Yeah. I got like two hours, and then I got another five people that signed up and paid through PayPal. And I'm like, okay. Then it just stops. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> 10 people, right? Damn, and right. so when I when I go up front for the captain's meeting, there's 17 people waiting to pay. Standing there waiting to pay. Wow, nice. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I was only uh prepared for 10 people for yeah. this little uh captain's meeting yeah. speech right like this is more people than yeah. i thought yeah so for my first tournament four sponsors and 27 anglers i was like okay that's good that's, yeah. that's yeah. good right it was a good it was a good turnout a, there i, I was there for our opens we aim for 30 and then anything over 40 is a big bonus and that's boats and that's you know so that's that's a good turnout for your first yeah you know and we and we pay a thousand dollars to win yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's like we pay a thousand dollars to win and like if we get 30 32 that's the goal yeah that's our break-even point for our open yeah like 32 i think and then anything over that like you know we'll people who help or people who bought food we help pay for the rooms and stuff like that but yeah so yes you get nervous for sure yeah you know and so tournament went good and how was the payout structure how did you do it uh so we paid out first through fifth nice and everybody kept telling me they're like no just pay out first you know through third right and since i'd already fished a couple of month-long tournaments in this group and I never got in the money spot. I was always in fifth and fourth, right? I was like, no, yeah. we're paying five. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that was personal, you know? So I was like, I'm going to pay out to fifth, right? And so that's what we did. We paid yeah. out to fifth. And then after that, uh, did a couple of small little events with the group. And then I just, uh, like, I hit a wall. We, we started butting heads. Yeah, you know, and with what the group that you were with, the creator of the group, the creator of the group, like we started butting heads, right? Yeah. And so all I'm going to say about that is I went my way and he continued doing his thing. Yeah. And we didn't talk for a while. And now we're back on talking terms and we see each other out on the water and we fish and we kind of stick close by each other and that's cool man. and you know watch each other while we're on the water you know because him and me like we both like that skinny water we like being off in them creeks that Mm -hmm. nobody wants to get off in and you don't ever see anybody so we run into each other a lot out there that's cool man and so we're back on on talk talking terms and and all that uh but once we split ways i was like man i put so much work into that tournament right like i'm I'm taking that with me, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like, and so I took the name with me and the following year I went from four sponsors to 16 sponsors. Damn. Yeah. And like 30, almost 40 people in the tournament. Wow. So like it just kind of went up and then it COVID kind of hit, you know, oh, and yeah. it, it kind of went down and 
slowly started picking back up. But, I mean, once COVID was done with, everybody started going back to their normal groups. Yeah. And, you know, so our attendance kind of died down, but our following still stayed and our following grew. And so... So you now, guys are on Instagram, so you plug your Instagram or you have a Facebook or what so do you do? I've got Facebook. Uh, so we have two pages on Facebook. One is like a business type page. So I'll, I'll post all the sponsors for the tournament. And and what, what's that called? Yeah, let us know. Uh, Texas Kayak Massacre. So there's okay. a page and then there's a group okay. on Facebook. Okay. And then Instagram is the same thing, Texas Kayak Massacre. Okay. Uh, TikTok, Texas Kayak Massacre. Um we do more on Facebook than the Instagram and the TikTok. Okay. Uh, that's still kind of new to me, and there's a lot on that to kind of play with that I'm still trying to figure yeah. out. You know, uh, I'm not really a social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do a lot of that for my business and for our bass club, so I will say that you should just post to Instagram, and it will automatically link to your Facebook, so you don't have to be doing both. So just – and that's not hard to do. You can just link them, but instead of – posting to facebook post instagram and it'll automatically dump everything you do in instagram to facebook I'm yeah so, that, so then you call. can make one post and it'll go to two platforms to two, yeah. yeah yeah um so look look at doing that and because you don't you won't do anything different except log in to your i mean get into your instagram post to that and it'll automatically link all your stories and everything else to facebook so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone so okay. check that out yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure because there's i think uh, Facebook is great, but I think like a lot of your newer following and your younger anglers you're going to pick up are going to be picked up off Instagram. So, so being at being with the bass the Bassacre at uh, Fayette and Bastrop has um, the guy that we had on a couple of weeks ago, Dustin Hicks. Dustin. So Hicks. I was I was going to get to that. So yeah, that's I'm, that's actually the first time I met Dustin and Jenna. So they so he and his wife have fished with you before. Yeah, so they came out. They came out to the first Texas Kayak Basker tournament, and then they <laughs> they were one of the seventeen. <laughs> Wait, <Waiting. laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, they that were. dude was hardcore. Like, oh, dude, no, yeah, he is hard. And uh, they sound like they fish a lot. So Bro, I, I'll tell you, you this: no idea. The Hicks family is a fishing force to be reckoned with. That entire family fishes, and that entire family produces monstrous fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you don't believe you, us, man. It's hey, a true you story. You talk dude. about you know a family that does this sticks together. Hey, that is a family that yeah. fishes together hardcore. I mean, they push each That's other cool. to the limit. Uh, I had Dustin and Jenna with me uh, one year. We were doing a month long. Uh, tournament and what? I kept going out to wow. uh, Dunlap and Jenna and Dustin came out there one night with me and I watched her catch one of her PBs at that particular time out there oh, on, wow. on a swim bait and a, there is a, a madness to her photo op. I mean, <laughs> like I videotaped it, so yeah. I got like the whole behind the scenes on her photo ops with those fish. Yeah, those two are yeah. ridiculously funny. That's awesome. Man. And I mean, they that that they're a power couple when it comes to fishing. They yeah. push each other so hard. Nice. I mean, they talk crap to each other so hard <laughs> to just you know make each other want to fish harder. Yeah. That's dope. And I mean, 
it's it's just crazy watching them two fish. Uh, you know, they know their stuff, and they're that's what they come out to tournaments to do is is to win to and, win. and oh, to yeah. put up you know big numbers. Competitive people. So, oh yeah. So the people, to, how are they going to find you for this next tournament, or what's your what's your goals for this new tournament coming up? Like what? It, or, and the more sponsors you get, let me just ask you because I can pick your brain too. Because you're picking up sponsors, you're growing your tournaments. Are you raising your uh, like your payouts? Are Are you asking your sponsors for money or just free stuff? Or how are you approaching that? And then also, how are people? How can you get more people off of being on our podcast tonight? You know? So what we do when we're seeking sponsors is all product. Like I don't ask for money. Okay. Um, it's just merchandise, like whatever you want to send, you okay. know, and we get a lot of sponsors that ask, well, you know, what do you want us to send? That's not up to me. Like yeah. I, I, I don't control your, your, your spending on what you can donate a year, you know, so it's, it's up to you as a sponsor, what you want to send to us. But you've been consistently raising the numbers of entries, correct? Uh, yes. And then sometimes it kind of drops down because they fished a larger tournament the week before or they're fishing a bigger tournament the week after ours. Well, larger household and payouts or just more boats? Because payouts and boats. That's what I was going to say. So I think if you're getting this type of attention, I would say then, because that's how we, I feel like that's the only way we've been able to grow our bass club and to grow our open is to keep offering people more money. Because at the end of the day, that we're all kind of just fishing for money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, so that's, you know, that's what we're sluts. doing this year. Yeah. We, we were up in the pay uh, per tournament. And uh, so our tournaments throughout the, like we just started doing a trail last year because everybody was wanting to see a trail, right? So we put together a small trail just, you know, to throw it out there and see how it would work, right? Um, it wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be. And I think that's due to everybody coming off of the COVID restrictions. Hmm. So they were able to go back to these bigger tournaments hmm. with more payout, right? Mm -hmm. So this year we decided, all right, let's not do the trail for, say, as, you know, doing an angler of the year and everything like that. We'll just keep it the same as we have been doing with multiple tournaments throughout the year, a couple month longs here, some in-person here. Mm -hmm. But October is our biggest tournament. Big that's one, our yeah. that's our charity tournament. And so what is, what's that one paying out right now? This The, the Texas Massacre that you're going to have in October, what's that paying out? Uh, so that one is $50 an entry. We were doing $40 an entry, and this year we decided to bump it up 10 just to see if that would bring in a, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of experimenting on the pay okay. right there. And the payout is always dependent <coughs> on your entries? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's a hundred percent payout. We don't keep anything. Yeah. Uh and that's for every tournament. And then in October, like I said, that's our charity tournament. So what we do in October is that tournament is for a charity. Okay. Every year we pick a new charity. Okay. But we also offer if you bring in basic tackle or a kid's pole, we'll give you $10 off your entry fee. And what we do is we take all that and we donate it to Fanatic oh, nice. Angler Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, last year we changed that up. And the only reason why we changed that up is because uh, 
I'm like a big horror movie fan, if you can't tell from the name of the group, Texas <laughs> Kayak Massacre, right? So <laughs> Halloween is like my number one holiday. Yes. Well, where we were living at in San Antonio, I had noticed that nine out of ten kids that would come up for trick-or-treating mm-hmm. didn't have Halloween costume. Oh, okay. And I'm like, that's part of the entire experience, yeah, I right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I grew up like that where we didn't have costumes. You had a mask or you got True. face paint or something like, yeah. you know, we couldn't afford that. And so we've got one of our sponsors one year, Tank's Pizza, over on the east side off of yeah, yeah. Uh, Hayes and North New, North New Bronzeville. Uh, we do a lot of business there as far as eating pizza and all that good <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. But he, he's good people, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I've heard, you know, I haven't I, been there yet, but I've only heard good stuff about that, spot. that That's That's my brother from another mother. Nice, nice. And uh, he does a lot of stuff in the community, and I told him, hey, look, this is what I want to do. Instead of doing this, yeah. if everybody brings a Halloween costume, we'll take $10 off their entry fee, and we're going to set up at your location, and we're going to pass out Halloween Nice. costumes to the kids in our neighborhood nice. and he was like all right well we had gotten such a big response on that last year yeah like i still probably got like 15 costumes sitting in my garage <laughs> right now i couldn't pass why, why them are all we out. all dressed up in costumes mm-hmm. right, now, right? <laughs> like i could i couldn't pass them all out wow nice and so we had probably like 40 costumes left over after being at tank's pizza right so we got online and we started looking at like these uh, these women and children battered shelters yeah. and stuff like that. So we got a couple of them that let us come out and we gave a bunch of kids out at two or three different locations. We wow. gave them Halloween costumes and then we couldn't get rid of the rest, right? Yeah. And so I was like, all right, we'll just let that roll over into next year. Yeah, yeah. We'll do the same thing. So yeah. we're doing the exact same thing this year. Wow. If you bring a children's Halloween costume, We'll give you $10 off your entry fee. All right. And we're going to go back to Tanks, and we're going to pass out Halloween costumes to the kids in the community. And then whatever we got left, we'll go back to either Children's Hospital or Woman and Children's Battered Shelter. And you guys- All right, Ryan, I didn't mean to cut you off there, dude, but we were running short on time on our first segment here. So right before we ended there, you were talking about Tank Pizza. And y'all, you know, getting together and doing all that with the, uh, y'all did it with the kids at his, and then y'all hooked up with some of the women's shelters and kids' shelters and stuff like that. And so y'all were able to give away almost all of those Halloween costumes. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll be doing that again this year, uh, collecting costumes for $10 off entry fee. And then we will be going back to tanks, passing them out in the community and then whatever we have left, we'll be reaching back out to the the women's shelters and stuff like that. And uh, we may even do what we did last year, too, because we, we ran into an issue when we had, you know, just a handful of costumes left. We had some kids that were coming up to tanks after the event, and uh, we took one family to Walmart and bought all three of the kids costumes because we didn't have any costumes in their size. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, we reached out to people that we knew that had kids that were, you know, low income struggling and pushed some costumes to their kids. 
Uh, we went to the uh, sober living houses and asked any of those guys there if they had kids that, you know, they hadn't got a costume for. And we gave a few away to a couple of the sober living houses here in San Antonio. So we tried everything we could to get rid of every <laughs> costume, right? Yeah. But, you know, some things just weren't, you know, in, in the cards to get yeah. rid of all of them. But at least we got a good base to start out with for this year. It was all those Amish people out there that don't wear a costume. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, he's, I making, he's making me feel real bad about myself. I know, right? <laughs> like, like, we've been doing tournament for years, and we've helped nobody, dude. <laughs> this guy comes under the game, and he's like – feeding people and giving people costumes and i'm like man i gotta step up my charity game here thanks a lot dude for making us feel terrible so so y'all y'all can yeah so well, hey listen my company will sponsor your event this year for sure like yeah and i know you oh, work oh, yeah. with a printer already I, I don't need to print your t-shirts if i and that's just why the fishing community is awesome is because of people like this Absolutely. guy right here and we talk about it all the time we talk about our club and then we meet people and you go out to a boat dock and your motor doesn't work or your trim doesn't work like you don't ever run into anglers who just look at you and laugh and walk away like this yeah. is why this community is awesome yeah. because of people like you and and your wife we're gonna we're talking about the saltwater segment uh when i met you last time uh, you have this crazy story you're gonna tell us in a little while and then a little while later there was another crazy person who came in the store that but it was a woman and she started telling me that that bass fishing was for bitches and i was like damn dude this girl's rowdy and then it turned out that was to be my her, wife that was your wife right <laughs> dude i needed her next to me last week oh that's shit. Sure. i needed someone in my corner yeah when i tore up your yeah i know yeah, so exactly. we for you you know, i don't know if you listened to it or not. if you didn't listen to it we went into a saltwater segment last week ryan and we, mike's id we uh mike we, tells me dude you need to do a saltwater segment That'd be really good. You need to talk to your saltwater guys. So I start talking. I get about a minute into it, and friggin' he just cuts me off, dude. Saltwater's for bitch fishing. <laughs> trout, trout fish is bitch oh, fish. Oh, dude. It was, it was good. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. So fun. your wife then, she's a saltwater angler. Yeah. That's what I'm talking kayak about. Kayak fisherman as well, right? Yeah, she's she's been kayaking for... I don't know, almost a year now. Like it took me a while to talk her to get into it. Was and she bank fishing or did she fish with you before kayaking? Yeah. Okay. So we've just bank fish out at the coast. Okay. And, you know, whatever. But now that she's gone bass fishing with me, she can't catch a bass if her life depended yeah, on we were it. Talking like, about it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but going to the coast, she does catch she can fish. She can catch redfish, nice. right? And so Does she uh, fish for trout or just redfish? Mainly redfish. She go. wants that's, to. Yeah. She wants, that's a fishing woman right she's there. She's a San Antonio <laughs> woman. <laughs> so she wants to catch trout too. Like no, we've, we don't do we've that. gone out there and uh, I've done two saltwater tournaments. And then this last saltwater tournament I did, uh, I talked her into fishing it too, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, you had to catch trout, you had to catch redfish. And I think uh flounder or yeah. something right and uh so we both skunked that day like it was Rook. it was man it was so bad like it was a grind you you <laughs> had it you had an hour from launch time till first cast right yeah. and so like you can't see nothing it's completely dark out there right and sounds like an elite launch you can hear <laughs> you you can hear them just blowing up everywhere right yeah and then all of a sudden, you the kayak just starts taking these thuds. Like, I mean, 
they're just hitting and they're telling you. So they're splashing you. You're seeing the tail and everything, right? And you're like, a redfish? Yeah, you're like, yeah. See, trout don't do that, Josh. You're like, mother. Mm. Neither do like, bass. Why? Go why? for it, cuss. Go for it. <laughs> you know, you're like, motherfucker, why? Why do I have an hour, right? Like, they're everywhere right now. And so, like, it's down to the wire, right? Yes. And the phone, I'm watching the phone. She's watching her phone. I've got a timer set. Like, I'm waiting. I get tired of watching the phone. I put it up. And the alarm goes off. And we both sling out, right? And it was over? And it was dead. Yep. And I was like, you know what? This is not the game plan yeah. in the area that we talked about before we came out here. So I'm just going to shoot off to where I said we should go fish, right? And so I just take off. And when I come back later, like, I got a bunch of bites, but I just couldn't hook anything, yeah. right? They're probably so, trout. Don't worry about it. So you. when I come back, she was like, where'd you go? I was like, I went to the game plan. She goes, I looked up, and you were gone. Yeah. The pedal kayak is a complete game changer for me because I just used to have, you know, just regular old paddle, right? Yeah, yeah. And so – doing that tournament with the pedal drive like i just took off like nice. i was gone yeah and she hated that <laughs> so where do y'all where do y'all uh, usually um i guess launch out of from uh, down at the coast or where y'all so mainly like we like fishing uh what is it uh lighthouse lakes and yeah. then is that where you're at john yeah lighthouse lakes we fish back there a lot too lighthouse lakes is real cool because they actually have one of those paddle trails mm. down there and they've got a nice little beach area where you can back up there launch your kayaks it's just a quick paddle across the little ship channel right there and then you're back in a bunch of water where unless you have a real skinny running big boat you ain't getting back there so yeah, it's kayakers heaven back it's there. kayakers heaven back there right. exactly right. yeah Very cool. and so we we fish all up and down that and then uh which sorry before I, I should have explained it better basically they're fishing an area that's between port aransas and aransas pass okay. Okay. so real real close to the central you know texas super corpus skinny super skinny water but yeah this the corpus christi port aransas area is where they are right yeah so we fish that and then uh we go out to rockport and fish like different have, locations out there uh i've got kids okay my wife doesn't have kids okay kids live with their mom so. okay so no no kids yeah so going out with y'all no no All like right. sometimes my son will come and in the beginning he says he he likes to fish and yeah. daddy put that to the test one summer and he didn't like to fish he, yeah he didn't he didn't he like, like it much. as much as he thought <laughs> he did because you know like two hours a day sleeping and then back out on the water it just yeah. wasn't his cup of tea he's, so he's not a nut like we are yeah yeah, yeah. that's no. why my son is i'll take my son out if i'm on fish he'll go fish and he can catch fish with me but like yeah if it's 110 at falcon he's not trying to be in that boat at you know one o'clock yeah for sure that ain't happening so nice man uh what else is going on what else what and salt water we, so we, yeah so my wife she has been with me through Texas Kayak Basker since the second year. That is my sponsor letter writer, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, so what we do is mainly we target Texas-based companies, okay. right? Mom and pop pop companies and That's stuff like that, right? That's the way to go. And those <laughs> are the companies we send all of our letters out to first. And then our second wave of letters are to you know, bigger companies like Livingston and, uh, you know, 
Abu Garcia and 13 Fishing and stuff like that. You know, your big name companies. Sure. That's our second wave, right? Our main focus is local mom and pop, okay. local Texas-based, and then mom and pop out-of-state-based okay. companies, right? Yeah. And then we focus on the big corporate-type companies. So I talk more to the mom and pop-type companies after – we establish, yeah, you're going to sponsor me and I'm going to do this for you, right? Yeah. Because those companies turn into us just bullshitting with each other nice. and, and, and talking shit and all that, right? Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. That corporate life yeah. is not me <laughs> at all. Yeah. And my wife. Not about that life. <laughs> no. No. You're not reaching out to Sigma and talking to Joe? Yeah. No. No, right? <laughs> Like, we can't sponsor no one anyways, dude. It's a lost hope. Like, yeah. so she talks to the, the corporate. When we send out those letters, her phone number and her email it's is associated with right. those letters, right? Because <laughs> Does she tear them up? Yeah. Like, uh, hey, dude, that's how it is in business in yeah. general. It's no different in my guide business. If you just want to talk about fishing, call me. Yeah. If you want to book a book a fishing trip or anything like that that has to do with the business, call my wife. Yeah. She is the business yeah. person, right? Yeah. Like corporate business yeah. type person. That is her. You, yeah. So I tell her like, hey, look. So this, here's my sponsor letter, right? Not just say what I want to say, right? Yeah. And she's like. Okay, and then <laughs> let me let me search this. She'll up she'll type it up and she'll send it back to me, yeah. and I'll be like, "That sounds way better. That's way better than what I was gonna say. Like, there's less fucks in that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, exactly." Well, but that's why we like even for our our, our club. I don't ever even do corporate stuff because Jeez. it's so much. It's, it's breaking more, the mic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two. I remember my first like one beer. <laughs> so. Um, but it's just better to deal with local companies because then you meet like basically you're making friends. Like yes. when, whenever you're reaching out to corporate people, like with the club, it's just never fun. And then so it, we just I just stopped doing that. After yeah. The first year. Like, yeah. And and what's what's funny is like one year uh, she lands Black Rifle Coffee Company. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. And that was the year that we were doing Heroes on the Water as our charity. Right. And I'm like, what the hell? Like. You don't even talk to any of those people, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Like I, I talk, I, yeah. like I talk to Evan yeah. on, on Instagram and and uh, you know comment on his posts and, and you know I have a decent relationship yeah. to where That's I know him and he knows me a so little. It makes sense to you why you get those sponsors, but how is she picking up? Black and, and then how the hell did she pick up? What Black rifle, Co- right? A ton of coffee, dude. Wow. Hats, tumblers, some blankets, wow. like all this stuff, right? And so that kind of opened the door for us to do more with Black Rifle Coffee. And so the next military charity that we're going to be doing, uh, I don't want to say too much about it for next year. Yeah. But we'll be doing more with them again for another cool. military charity. You guys are impressive, man. I got to say, like, I'm very, like, I've met you one time. You're an interesting person. Like, you demand attention. I just feel like you got that that charisma. You talk well to people. You got a firm handshake. You look at people in the eyes. Like, you're just, I, I think, 
you and your wife are going to do well in the fishing industry, man. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool to hear you. But I'm curious, like, why so much? Um, not that it's a bad thing, but because you're making us feel bad for never doing charity. Like, <laughs> how did you get on this charity kick so hard? Just you had a hard upbringing? Like, you yeah, broken down. Yeah. Or like, okay. all, all of that. All that. Like, okay. I, I grew up on the lower spectrum of lower income. And then we kind of came up a little and then back down. So we never really got that far in, you know, the social ladder or whatever, okay. right? Um, what, did you, what did your folks do for work? So um, never knew my real father till about two years ago. Okay. DNA test. Woohoo. Good <laughs> job, Ancestry.com, right? Uh, crappy stepdad <laughs> friggin mike's turning this into a friggin yeah. first dr phil no 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 i want to know i want to know this is juice dude like, i want to know yeah because then it puts a whole new spectrum on, on yeah, me but, when people meet me no they're shit, like yeah. oh that right there makes a yeah. whole lot of fucking <laughs> sense yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> you know well because nobody's uh, seen you right now but you just like i said you're, you're, you're so just person. like crappy childhood like yeah. i'm not going to get into it but like yeah most people say, oh, yeah, I got my ass kicked. No, no, you didn't as a kid. I, I promise you, you didn't have nothing compared to what I did. True, yeah. Uh, so with that kind of upbringing, right, like, I just didn't want to be home. I ran the streets, mm -hmm. crime, drugs, and so when all of that, right? Where did you throw your first fishing rod at? Who, who, who put a fishing rod in your hand? Uh, my grandpa. Okay. And so that kind of sparked it. And... But I, I just, I mean, I was a bad kid, you know, and it, it took a long time for me to realize that, like, it's better to be out here yeah. in the world than it is to be in a jail cell, mm. yeah. right? Damn. And okay. so with getting sober and then being introduced into bass fishing, like, within the first year and a half to two years of being sober, right, and yeah. actually doing everything that normal society does, <laughs> right, being a productive member, right? Yeah. That was something that just kind of escalated with me because I needed something in my life nice. to take my focus off of that and to be a better person, nice. right? Wow. So I never had anything handed to me, and then changing my life and learning a trade by going to a trade school and all of that brought me up to a higher yeah. social, you know, level as far as income wise. Yeah. Right. So I was able to give to people that grow up like me sure. something that I didn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that made me feel better. Not so much like, Oh, it made me feel better. Like I'm, you know, better than you or whatever yeah, yeah it 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 did something to like an inner peace nice, inside nice. of me like yeah, yeah. you know all the bad i did you know here's a chance for me to show people that like people do change and like but there is like you found good that in the world yeah you found that instantly like as soon as you got into bass fishing like you like he like locked in like yeah your well, first tournament dude, was charity so, so first yeah. tournament was charity That's so crazy. think think about it we talk about it all the time you know yeah. how we're all crazy obsessed with fishing and yeah. like you hear people say like, Oh, the tug is the drug. Like 
this guy's this is he's like 100 proof like, like the tug is the drug for me the, like, fi the fishing became your addiction yes yeah yes it wow. it it took over everything right wow. and like i mean yeah the, everybody's got bad you know addictions to stuff whether yeah. you know and i'm not talking about drugs and alcohol i'm talking about you know like oh i, I spend like 90 percent of my money on my truck yeah to make it look Okay. Yeah. In a, way that, in, a, in a way that <laughs> in a way that's an addiction. It is. You yeah. know. And for me, fishing is my addiction. Mm -hmm. Like I put everything I have into it. Wow. Because I love fishing. I love being out on the water away from society. Because yeah. to me, it's a battery recharge. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I get to just get everything out that just pissed me off all week yeah. on the water yeah you know and the bonus is catching a fish yeah yeah, yeah. you know just being out on the water is just you got a gnarly ass hook set don't you come oh, man <laughs> hey, that's hey. why he doesn't fish for trout dude because if he was fishing for trout he just ripped that little bitch fish mouth off dude that's why him and his rock wife fish for bass and for red i pulled the head off the trout <laughs> But yeah. I mean, so like, if you fish behind I, this guy in a kayak and there's trout around, you're gonna be sucking nothing but holes in. He's just getting his aggression out. I'm just gonna see yeah, fish yeah, just fucking yeah. flying, dude. Like, <laughs> let me I mean, guess, you don't fish for crappie either, right? No, Thanks. hell yeah, Thanks. no. Like, it's all bass fishing. I mean, like, I I 90 percent of the time on the water throw a frog. Nice. Like I frog fish because so, yeah. I'm addicted to a top water boat. Oh yeah, That's I mean, there's just something about it that just. I'm like, I gotta do it, right? Get you all moist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I was, gonna, I was gonna say hard, but you know, you can go with moist. Joe's always anyway. gonna gave this show. He does. Dude. He does. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's what that that is what's so crazy is I mean, because I met you for the first time tonight. I know Joe's known you for a while. Mike's met you before, but I mean, just hearing your story, I mean, you literally took a negative in your life, found a way to fix it through fishing and trade school and stuff like that. And now you have found a way to get fishing to contribute back to kids that possible that quite possibly were in the same position you were in 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. So cool. No, and, he's, and, and Ryan, I mean, like for the people that don't know what happened, can you tell them what happened as far as like, uh, like you're still overcoming stuff. So if you want to, if you want to go into it, it's up to you. Oh, like, like what happened uh, to the, your place? Oh, so, so let's move from bass fishing to saltwater fishing. Okay. Right, I got you. So, uh, like I said, my wife, she's helped me with all the tournaments for bass fishing. And she was like, okay, I want to do a saltwater tournament. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like I, I don't I winged it through this bass fishing. How hard can salt water be? Yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, we, we got this. Mm. But you are going to be the face, right? This is gonna be your thing. And I'm gonna be you. It's I'm probably be... a prettier face anyway. Oh yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's that's the same for all of us sitting here at this oh, table. Right, right. So and, and so she was like, All right. So she played off of the Texas Kayak Basker. She nice. went with Texas Kayak Red Rum. Okay. So she kept oh, it nice. in the horror movie go. genre, okay. right? Yep. And so she worked her ass off to get that tournament going. I mean, hard. I mean, she pulled in. I want to say she had like 
35 sponsors. Oh, shit. Yeah, like she was killing it, right? Oh, wow. I think I only brought like three of those to the <laughs> table, right? And uh, so she... You guys, right? Yeah, so that's Texas Kayak Basker. And then you can actually look up on Facebook, Texas Kayak Red Rum. Okay. And that's her page. Perfect, perfect. All right, cool. And so she did everything for it. She spent her own money to make like these little plastic... You know, bracelets, right? She's yeah. got Texas Kayak Red Rum bracelets and all that, right? And uh, I was like, man, she needs a banner, right? So I, I went to my printer guy and I was like, hey, look, let's do this banner for her, right? And uh, I had one of my admins in Bassaker create the thing the for her. And, and her, you know, <clears throat> him and her worked together trying to create her logo. And then I told him, hey, look, let's do this. And I'm going to get a banner made. So I got her a banner made and everything, right? Okay, so we are a week away from her tournament. Oh, wow. Okay. Her mom's birthday is September 11th, and I got twin little brothers. Their birthday is September 11th. So my wife tells me, hey, I need you to clean your truck out so we can take my my mom to dinner. And I'm like, okay. So I pull all of our salt water poles out, take them into the man cave, and we never took her mom to dinner in my truck. So, go to bed that night. I think that was like Sunday, or it might have been a Saturday. But Sunday night, go to bed, wake up Monday, because I smell something sweet, right? And I'm a fat kid. Like, I like I love food, right? Mm. <laughs> I got a nose for food. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking she's in there cooking cinnamon rolls or something, right? <laughs> so I'm in the man cave. It's in the front of the house. Yeah. And where I'm sleeping at, I'm in this recliner couch. And if I stretch my arm out, six inches from my fingertips is the set of double windows on our front porch to the man cave. And then there's a door behind us that the couch blocks. And then there's a doorway right here on the left-hand side that opens up, and that's a small hallway, bathroom, our bedroom. And then you come out, and there's dining room and the living room and front door, right? So I'm thinking that she's cooking something. So I get up, and I go out there, and she's nowhere to be seen, right? Well, I see light coming through the windows, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'm late for work. This hooker never woke me up, right? <laughs> so so I run to the door to open it up and start yelling at her. When I opened the door, it was flames, oh fire, dude. Flames come flying into the living room door. So I slam the door, and I'm yelling, get up, call 911, fire, go out the back door, go out the back door. And I run back to the man cave, and I open the door, and I'm yelling at my puppy, and I scoop her up, and then I'm yelling at my old dog, and by the time she clears the threshold of that bedroom, the windows explode inwards and flames just light up that whole couch that I was on and that oh whole wall, gosh. right? Oh. So from the time of waking up and going to the front door was all two minutes. That was two minutes. If my little fat ass wouldn't have smelled something sweet, I would have never woke up wow. and I'd have died in my sleep Jeez. to a house fire. So 
she loses like 98% of all of her sponsor packages for her saltwater tournament because they were all in the man cave. And this is the week before. This is the week before. It is Monday morning at like three or four something in the morning when this happens. So that's the week I think I met you. So that Saturday that was coming was her first saltwater tournament. So she loses like 98% of the stuff. The 2% of stuff that she had were, once the fire's all done and everything's all done and said, right, we're going back through the house and we're trying to look at stuff that we can salvage or whatever, right? But everything's all either smoke damage, water damage, or heat damage, or it's just completely melted and burnt, right? Most of it's all gone. Small little things here and there, but you can't really give it away because the packages are melted into the product or there's a couple of holes in the jersey and stuff like that. So that's the 2% that was actually salvageable out of it, right? And you're like, well, that's still pretty rough. Still crap. Like we can't give that away to nobody, right? And so she's like, "Oh, it's it's done. It's done. It's done." And I was going to cancel my tournament too because most of my stuff was in that room too. Wow. And it had all burned up. But I had some sponsors that were coming to the tournament, so they were bringing their packages. Yeah. And. So that worked out. But the funny thing is, everything in that man cave burned up except for what was in the closet. So all my clothes that was in that closet was smoke damaged. The week before, she bought a fish finder to raffle off at her tournament. Yeah. The only thing that was wrong with that fish finder is it had smoke damage to the box. Oh, wow. It right. was still in the plastic. Yeah, in the, yeah. it, was, it worked perfectly, right? So we ended up using that for my tournament as a big prize. So y'all had to cancel hers after all then? So we canceled hers because I mean, there, there was, nothing, there was yeah. nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all, right? And so I was going to cancel mine too, and she talked me into it. She's like, oh, it's for the kids. It's for the kids, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. So we do that, and we're in like two different motels trying to find a house and all that. And finally, we get into a place, and then – we do my tournament, and then towards the begin, the end of the year, I tell her, I was like, let's do your saltwater tournament. She's like, no, no. I said, no. We're going to do your saltwater tournament. You didn't get to do it this year, and look what you did. You can do it again. All you got to do is just put your mind to it and put the work back in yeah. and just do it, right? So she's – I. Well, hold, hold on right there before we get too far because that's a good stopping point going from the bass tournament to restarting her saltwater tournament after this crazy disaster. Dude, that's just but unbelievable. I just want to say, like, for Ryan to go through all that shit in life and then still do the shit that he does, dude, and he's still fucking grinding. That's a badass. I know. Yeah. I know. We got It's crazy. Yeah, we're going to stop and take a break, and then we'll get back, and we'll, I want to go into her saltwater tournament getting restarted after all this craziness. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, we got it. So we just finished up the last segment, and you were talking. Yeah, sorry. Speak up, Today, Junior. But, all right, we just finished up the last segment. You were We were talking about the, Mandy, the crazy house fire, losing all that stuff, all the tournament stuff and everything. And you were basically just going through all the rubble, trying to just salvage what you could. 
And I mean, what, what whatever is, you said, you were living between a couple of different hotel or motels at the time, and then so you're, I guess, you, the, the, we're hearing about the story that you're going to tell that yeah. you you uh, went back to your house to salvage what you could, and you ran into somebody, I guess, right? Yeah. So <laughs> once the house fire happened, right, uh, we reached out to a friend and told him what happened, and she went social media crazy, right? Set us up a go a GoFundMe and all that. Fishing community came in hard and was donating money to help us out and all that, right? So every day during that first week after the house fire, we would have to come back to the the house and just scavenge a little bit more and see what we could find. And then we were waiting on the insurance people to come out and assess and all of that. What was the fire caused by you? So... They they were asking about a porch lot and then asking if we had any enemies on the street and stuff like this, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. where they kept insinuating that there was a porch lot at, which there wasn't, but on the other side of that wall was actual switch. the switches, right? Yeah. And I kept trying to tell them, well, what y'all are talking about? It's a light switch on yeah. the other side. Yeah, They're like, no, it's a porch lot no, I've lived in this house for like three years. I'm pretty sure that the porch lot was up there. Mm-hmm. Like we had a ceiling fan on the porch. Yeah. So then they went into, oh, it could be arson or whatever. Right? So they did their investigation and it came back inconclusive. Oh, wow. They, they total couldn't. Total loss on the house though? Yeah, total. The whole house burned. Total loss. Three bedroom loss. home, you said, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it was two. Was it three bedroom? No, it was two bedroom. And... Uh, so our landlord lost the house. Uh, we had renter's insurance. She had homeowner's insurance. So we both ended up getting paid out. Uh, but we're we're coming back every day, right, trying to just do little stuff here and there. And yeah. Waiting for insurance people for my landlord. And then we were waiting for insurance on our side. Well, so we are staying at a motel. And we come back to the house one day, and uh, we see this guy coming out the side of our house in a t-shirt and his whitey tidies, right? Wow. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And my wife, she's like, oh, hell no, that's that damn tweaker that lives. So we had a, we had, we had a weed house in front of us, and then... Caddy corner from us was the tweaker shack, right? <laughs> and so I pushed myself away from all activity like that, right? Like, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, my wife is in animal medicine, right? So she, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can be the biggest piece of shit in the world and you got a dog. She's going to take care of your animal for you. Okay. Right. And so mm-hmm. they've got like a little puppy factory. It's I've, it's it's a Heinz 57 puppy factory going on over there. Hell right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so she takes care of everybody's animals on the street and everything. So she knows who they are. They know who she is. Um, I almost beat one of them dudes up one night because they slammed a dog and she said something and he said something and I was off in the street like, let's go, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't want to do that. But so that's the story on that tweaker, right? So that's where this guy is going back to. Well, when we come pulling in the driveway, 
I jump out, she jumps out, she's yelling at him, and he's like, oh, uh, I, I was in jail, and I seen your house burn down, and I was just trying to get something to remember you by, uh, you're my friend, you're, yeah, you're my friend, you're my friend, I'm all, motherfucker, I ain't got nothing to do with you, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, Sky, my wife, she's all in his face, and so I kind of separate her and him and because I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. I know what she's going to do if he does something. She's She's got hands. Yeah. She will beat a man up. She's yeah. not afraid of it. Sounds like my wife. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of step in between them, and, and I push him up against the truck, and I was like, no, nah, just call the cops, right? Well, he didn't like that, so he kind of come off the truck a little too aggressive for me. And, well, he ate the concrete driveway with mm. me on his back, and – he was trying to do a little wrestling, and I was trying to put him in a rear naked choke. Well, he tries biting me, so I just start elbowing the shit out of him in his face till he finally just lays flat, and I, I get a hook in, and I start squeezing. Well, I thought it was him pulling my hair, right? So I just start squeezing on this dude tighter. I mean, I'm in full you're, you're, rear choke. I mean, I'm on. You're trying to I'm, I'm, he's in full like stone cold <coughs> mode. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm in. I'm on. I, I, I've got him. I'm full mounted. I've got legs wrapped around, yeah. hooked this in. I wish you can video this. Shit, oh, dude, dude. And, I know this would be awesome. And you know, so I'm squeezing. I'm thinking it's him pulling my hair. So I start squeezing harder, and I hear my wife saying something but i can't understand what she's saying because like i'm in like blackout mode like i'm i'm fixing to just i'm gonna choke this dude to death right and so finally i just kind of come to a little bit and i let off a little and i'm telling him i'm like hey look if you stop moving i'll let you go and he's like okay 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 i said but if you don't I'm telling you right now, I'm going to cave your face in. Do you understand me? And he's like, yes, 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 sir, yes, sir. I said, all right. So I let go a little bit, and I said, look, I'm going to roll you over so you can look me in my face when I'm talking to you and let you know that, you know, this is going to go in a whole different direction if you keep moving around on me. Police are on their way, right? Yeah. So I roll him over. I'm looking at him. I'm like, look, you calm down, I calm down. You relax, I'll relax. Just yeah. breathe and I'll breathe, right? Yeah. And so finally, you know, we're calm and relaxed and everything. And I told him, look, I'm going to let you stand up and we're going to start this over, right? You're just going to stand here and wait for the police. And so we stand up and he's like, can I please go home? Can I please? I said, no, dude, you're not going home. The police are on their way, all right? What, what did he have on him? What was he stealing? <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll get to that. Right. <laughs> so, so I tell him, look, man, police are on their way. He goes, no, no, please, can I go home? I said, no, dude, you're not going anywhere, right? Just fucking stand here and wait for the cops, dude. He goes, no, you don't understand. He's all, you made me shit my pants. And before he could get <laughs> pants out, the wind shifted, and it hit me in the face, and uh. I got pissed off all over again, right? <laughs> And I just point to his house, and I was like, go, get the fuck out of my face, right? <laughs> so he takes off, goes to his house, and he comes back. <laughs> he fucking he comes, he come, he comes back, right? And as he's crossing the street, the police come flying in. Like, my wife told him, look, you need to get here. He's fixing to kill him. Yeah. So they come, and they're like, what? And so I point at him. So they go to talk to him. 
Well, this dumbass gets to reaching in his pockets while the cop's trying to, so he you know. Another t- so the <laughs> cop gets to wrestling with him, and they fall, and the cop headbutts my ball hitch, right? And Ooh. I'm like, oh, shit, there's an assault on a peace officer, right? Yeah. So they're wrestling with him and get him in the car. Is he still full of shit? No, he went and changed. Oh, he went uh, and he, thank he God. But it was quick. I'm assuming baby wipes. I don't even think he did that because, I mean, he literally went across the street, went in the house, and then came back out with pants on. What? So I think he might have just took his shitty dunk of duns on and just <laughs> <laughs> threw some pants on yeah. or something, right? Yeah. So they get him in the car, and then all of a sudden – the fire department shows up and I'm like, what the fuck? It's the same crew that put our house fire out. Oh, shit. And when they see us, they're like, what the hell? They're like, there's nothing left to burn. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, you're not here for us. It's the guy in the car. And he's like, they sprayed his ass down and wiped all the shit off of his he's ass. He's like, he's like <laughs> the, the firefighters like what? And I was like, I was like, you'll find out when you get to the car, right? Yeah. So he comes back and he goes, what the fuck happened to his face? And I said, he didn't tell you? And he goes, no, we kept trying to, you know, let him know that he needed medical attention for his face. I was like, what the hell are y'all over there for? He's got a scratch on his leg that he's crying about. His face is all bad. And we're trying to tell him like, bro, you need to go to the hospital like you've got like multiple gashes on your face your shit is like split open wow so we tell him what happened and him and the cop were like man you got more self-control than me because if i was you and my house just burned down and this piece of shit just robbed my house yeah the police would be pulling me off of this guy when yeah, he came to yeah, yeah so come to find out he wasn't pulling my hair my wife was pulling my hair, trying oh, to get yeah. me off of him. Yeah. Because she goes, as soon as you got that lock in on that rear naked choke, he instantly turned into a California raisin. He instantly <laughs> went purple and yeah. went limp. It was out. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that. Yeah. It was me moving around because all the gravel was just digging into my yeah. legs. So yeah. I was fidgeting. Yeah. I thought it was him. So I just kept squeezing and squeezing. No, the dude was already passed out. Yeah. So he got his ass whooped, then got slammed by the cops, and then ended up with assault on a peace officer, resisting arrest, burglary of a habitation, theft of property, shooting his and criminal trespassing. Wow. That's the top of the officer. All for a 15-year-old camping barbecue pit. Oh, wow. A gap... Fucking two and a half gallon gas can and some fillet knives out of the garage. Wow, that were about twenty years old. (laughs) Maybe you needed some fillet knives. I mean, maybe fisherman. I like to assume so. Um, I mean, I don't know what he was going to fillet with because they were just old. Like they weren't even sharp. They were just in there. Just that's crazy. Where your crap? Fucking sack of shit, though, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts. So we're oh, so but uh, so the saltwater tournament's back on this year, right? So Let the saltwater tournament is back on this year. So she renamed it to Texas Kayak Red Rum Resurrection. Nice. Okay. And so it'll be out at Goose Island State Park August the sixteenth. All right. Cool. And that charity. August event? or September. 
or September. My bad. Okay, my just bad. check. My it. bad. September sixteenth. Okay, it's September sixteenth, out at Goose Island State Park in Rockport area. Very cool. So we'll uh, we'll put the dates right on absolutely. The yeah, post. we'll put up all the dates, we'll and I'll put a, the a I'll put the link to the Texas Kayak Red Rum Resurrection and all that for sure. So massacre and all that. So it's absolutely, a, it's kayak tournament, and okay. she's raising money for Fanatic Angler Foundation. Nice man, nice. You no, know, that's that's awesome, and I know I told you off air, but I do want to get on air saying. Me being a guy down there in the Rock Port Aransas Pass, Port Aransas area, y'all guys do awesome stuff. I mean, just what you've told us today. So I will send you my contact information and everything, and I will donate a three-person guided trip that y'all can raffle off or do whatever y'all want with it. That way y'all guys can raise some money. And we're going to go catch trout. Just put them on an area where it's just nothing but nothing trout. but trout. <laughs> heavy action rods and yeah, bring, braid bring and your fairy wands and let's go. Do they got any tournaments going on this weekend down there? So as no. soon as she hears about that, she's going to be like, "Hey, you need to drop money on that raffle so we can we can try to win that <laughs> yeah. trip, right?" No, you don't so need like, to, you don't need to pay for that. You let everybody else pay it, and if you and your wife going to want to go fishing, you just call me. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool, man. I'm really inspired. I'm glad. I, and I've asked, well, honestly, like, I'm not stalking you or anything. But yeah. I was like, man, who was that one couple I met in here? I haven't seen them since then. Because when I met y'all that one time, he said y'all came in pretty often. Yeah. And we're normally here on Wednesdays. And then when I saw you in here, it's like, man, that's that guy I met last time. So it's so cool to hear the story, your background, um, how charity driven you are. And just like, man, it's cool because I think some of our stories are similar. Like I remember the first time I hooked into a bass, like it changed my life. Yeah. But for the worst for yeah. you, you got changed your life for the better, dude. Yeah. And I'm just joking when I say the worst, I'm just saying like ever since then we've, I've just been, that's all I think about is fishing. Like, you know, in my business and my family, of course, but on my free time, if I'm not trying to print t-shirts or taking care of kids and, you know, hanging out with my wife, yeah, like I'm on the water and we're driving all over Texas. All like all of our things, all know? of our charities, it's yeah. either been for children, yeah, uh, that are in bad situations. So like I can relate to that. So that's something that I like doing because I'm 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 hoping that I can at least change one kid's life, oh, yeah. right? I'm sure or at least have, show one kid <clears throat> that hey, there's somebody out there that understands what you're going through. <laughs> And they overcame everything. Yeah. And then we, we've we done a pit bull rescue as a charity one year because we own pit bulls. And okay. Like we've always owned a pit bull. Right? Yeah. And my wife being in vet med and stuff. So that was, you know, another charity that we really yeah. enjoyed doing. And then we ended up doing a lot of foster work for that charity. Wow. After that, we were taking in puppies and medical case dogs and, fostering them to get them homes and Mo- stuff. Mother, gotta find the time, bro. Mother Teresa over here, bro. And then we, we jump on with uh, veteran stuff because like I come from a family of uh, military veterans. Yeah, my, yeah. my brothers are, are military and veterans of cousins, uh, stepdad, yeah. grandparents. And then my wife's uh, dad is a vet and she's got other family members that were vets and nice, stuff. Man. So, like we, me more than her, I think connect more with military vets yeah. because I, I grew up in a military yeah 
background with, you know, parents and family. And then we lived on base in Fort Hood and, mm. you know, and, and I talk shit like military vets. And, mm, yeah. and so a lot of them that I meet too, they're like, are you sure you're not a vet? And I'm like, no, I'm, I promise you when y'all were going to boot camp, I was going to state pen. So <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I just, I, I, ha- I have that connection with him on the way that I talk and, and like certain cool. military stuff just mm-hmm. from growing up around it. Yeah, like, circle, you know, yeah. I can talk about it and, you know, like I. Because you have some experience yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you even know, though it's it, not to a personal experience with you, you've been associated with it long enough. You yeah. you kind of think on their level to an yeah. extent. Yeah. You and, and then, but and see, then, like, this is the this is the badass part though about this podcast is it's local. Like, yeah. these are the people we got to get behind in San Antonio yep. that's local to us and build them up. Yep. And, that's and that's the only way you're going to build a community up. No, for sure. And that's what yeah. we talked about the last time we had kind of like our little team meeting, you know, just kind of talking about the podcast is that like you're the kind of person that we're seeking out to like get behind and let people know because until today I had no idea that this is, you know, that you guys were so involved in and giving back at such a usually people wait. And I think that's why I think y'all will find success in the fishing industry because usually people in any industry, when your first focus is giving back, like I wouldn't be surprised in 10 years, you guys are fishing full time or something. You know what I mean? Like, because your first focus is giving back and then usually money finds a way back to helping people like you guys out. And so many people start with the money first and then go, okay, I'm comfortable now. Now I'll start helping. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now that I've got, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in sponsors and I'm driving a new truck and I've got a new boat and like either I'm going to give it away in taxes to Uncle Sam or I'm going to start a charity. But you guys are on the opposite side of that, and that's what I love about that story. So that's dope, man. It's really cool to hear all that. So Yeah, for sure. But definitely before September 16th, we need to get you and your wife back on because we need to do an episode promoting the Texas kayak redfish red rum deal and all that. Yeah. Sounds good. That sounds good. I like it. Sounds cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. And Absolutely. Anything else you got to add to the, tonight, Josh or Joe? Dude, I, I don't, man. It's kind of, uh, you know, it's always, I, I don't want to say it, but it's kind of humbling when you talk to somebody like yourself, dude. I had like, no idea, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it just puts you in perspective on how. Exactly, like just hearing your story and stuff like that. And I mean, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, unless you come from that, yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. You know, like when you hear people talk, like we joke around all the time, like, man, I really should have put lithiums in my boat instead of regular batteries. It's like, dude, like you hear the joke, like first world problems, like you really have no idea. Sure. You know, and I'm sitting here looking back at my childhood. And I mean, I didn't grow up rich by no means, but my dad had a full time job. My mom was an educator and stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, my worst fear was I didn't get the pair of shoes I wanted to start school, you know, and then it's, it really just kind of makes you reflect on like so many people really have no idea yeah. like how bad it is for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, but you also like, you know, on the flip side of that, like, I, I think, I don't know if I had it as bad as you did. Like, you know, my, I had both my parents, I knew my dad. Um, I mean, everybody has their issues. My dad was a party animal from the West side and like my brother, my older brother was a drug dealer. Our house got shot up, you know, when I was young. And those were some of the things like I had an older example that pushed me away from living that lifestyle. And then I found fishing at that age and it really helped pull me away from going down the same path that my older brother did. So some of that stuff resonates with me. Um, but it's just, 
I don't know, like I got, I, I'm very entrepreneur. So like every time I think or do something or put on tournaments, I'm always looking at angles to make money. So thank you for helping shed some light. Like, hey, it's not all about making money. Sometimes you got to give back. And yeah. I, I, we don't like we don't ever make personal money for these tournaments. But it's like, how do we raise the, the pot? How do we raise entries? How do we get sponsors to pay more money to the anglers? So I think maybe we can help you with some of those things and you can help us be like, yeah, but it doesn't always have to just be about the cash. We yeah. can also find ways to give back to Yeah, so, exactly. So I've got something for y'all that y'all can do to give back. Nice. Okay. So there is an organization out there called cast for kids. Heard of it. Right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. And what they do is they put on these fishing events for special needs kids. Is that the one that Binkin's involved in? Jim Binkin. Jim Binkin. Yep. I think Matt he's Rippey's real. Buddy. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, so, I know that they have an event in Bastrop because I volunteer for that. Okay. And then I believe they have an event here in San Antonio, either at Browning or Calaveras, right? Now, where y'all can come into play is for these events, they need shoreline volunteers and then they need boat captains. Okay. So if you've got a boat, that's who they're mainly looking at for volunteers, yeah. right? So what you do is... It'd be you on your boat, one of the children, one of the volunteers, and that child's parent, right? Okay. And you take them out. It depending on how many kids are there, will determine how long you have that child on your boat, right? Like how many more people they need to take yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, you know, if they got <clears throat> a ton of kids, then you're out for X amount of time, and then you're back, and then you're picking up another kid, okay. right? and going out so yeah a lot of those boat captains what they tell me is that when it's when it's a low number of kids and they can actually take the kid out for a long time a couple hours yeah yeah so they'll take them out and they help them bait a hook and nice. help them cast and and stuff like that right and it doesn't even matter if they catch the course, smallest yeah. perch in the world. Yeah, so Joe, yeah. you can take them out. That yeah. is so <laughs> much. That's so. That brings so much joy to them, right? Of course, yeah. But every boat captain that I've talked to that has gone to these events that I've gone with, they said the most joy that comes out of that kid is just riding in that boat going a little fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah even, even just cruising around that. at thirty miles yes. an hour, yeah, getting up yes. on plane, right? Just, yeah. Yes. So they're oh every year they're always looking for boat nice. captains, right. right? Because that's what helps them the most is having boat captains. What what's the date on this one? Do you know? Um, I I'm not a hundred percent sure. Right. I know we just did one back in at the beginning of May in Bastrop, and okay. I think the next one is out at Brawning or Calaveras okay. or something. We'll but look I mean, it up and yeah, put it on the yeah, Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Yeah, they're for sure. they're nationwide. Yeah, they and yeah. yeah, and they just they do events in all all over the place, right? Nice, nice. And so, I mean, if you want to give back, you know, and just do something, yeah. And what know, it costs you, it costs you a day of your time and what 40 50 bucks in gas to yeah. put in your boat and yeah. that's to, cool to change. Yeah, like to put. So you're you, you know, and at the end of the, I mean. We all eat breakfast. They feed us. Yeah. They and they feed the kids breakfast, and they feed all of us lunch, and they feed the kids lunch. Nice. And every kid gets uh, a little trophy, and they get their picture taken. So when they pair you with a kid, right? Yeah. So you and that child, y'all take a picture. Nice. And then 
at the end of the day, those pictures are already developed. Okay. And they put it on a plaque. So it's you nice. and, and, and that kid, and, and then it has the cast for kids, whatever event, okay. the day oh, and the badass. year, and they give that to the kid and stuff. Yeah. So the kid's walking out with, you know, just, ex, you know, a, a badass time on the water. They're fed. They, they get a trophy. They get a plaque. And yeah. then every kid that shows up gets a brand-new fishing pole. Nice. A brand new tackle box that has terminal tackle and soft plastics oh, yeah. in it and all that stuff, right? Very cool. So they all walk away with something, right? And and not only that, not only do they walk away with something, there's a chance that one of those kids, that fishing might change their life the way it did you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. That's dope, man. So, yeah, and so, man, it's just, I just, just, you know, I'm really, I don't know, I feel a little... Humble, challenged, and humble. Right uh, yeah, now. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and then, uh, yeah, I just it's it's dope, man. Just because you, because you're right, we forget what it's like when you own a boat for so many years. And and not that any of us were given this. I mean, I worked my ass off, you yeah. know, to get everything that I have right now. But you also have to look back and remember where you came from. And then also, I think just try to like don't forget, like, dude, just getting in a bass boat is a big deal. And getting in a bass boat for a lot of the world is something they'll just never do, you know. So it's yeah. Thanks for sending some light on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a struggle every day, you know. Yep. Just like, I mean, like I lived a lifestyle for ninety percent of my life, and and like I catch myself every day, you know, when I get mad and shit, I I just I stop and I and I think like, where am I today, and what is all the work that I put in to be where I'm at today? Because I like I know me, my attitude can go from zero to death row real quick. Yeah, like, yeah, out, I mean, I just got yeah. that attitude to where yeah. you know I can take it to the next level. But yeah, I got to remind myself every day, like all the work I put in to be the person I am today, and yeah. that you know I mean more to people today than i did yesterday for sure yeah yeah you know Definitely. and well, i know that i'm going to change somebody's life today so i just keep going yeah. and, and you can do it do you it can tomorrow. do a lot more good out here than you can in there yeah yeah especially in a kayak or a boat right absolutely oh, yeah because yeah. <laughs> or even just walking a kid down to a creek and letting them catch bluegill you know with yeah. night yeah. crawlers oh, yeah yeah yeah, or like I, I I grew up skateboarding and that was so a, did I yeah so that was the thing that I did a lot so even in my like when I still visit skate parks and stuff like that I always carry an extra skateboard because sometimes there'll just be a kid there walking around it's like hey you want to skate it's like well I don't have a board well you know there's one in the back of my truck so that Uncle Mikey yeah what's just, yeah, yeah hey little boy you want some candy <laughs> exactly he's like hey this is candy. <laughs> Hey, listen, I, I like how he says the back of a truck. It's yeah, really an yeah. ice cream bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, this right isn't here. candy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you go to the back of that black truck over there and reach in there? And see <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why I never do anything nice for anybody? But we got we got we got to crack jokes. That, so exactly. Right. We're but, all gonna have detectives at our house tomorrow. Hey, what's up with that guy? But Ryan, I can't thank you enough for coming on this week, man. It's been a it's been really eye-opening. It's yeah. been uh, pretty humbling sitting in this seat over here, listening to all the stuff you do. And, man, if there's anything we can do to help you out or 
whatever, man, just don't hesitate to shoot us a message or yep. get a hold of Will or somebody, man. We just make sure you add my company to your sponsor or reach out. So that way, when y'all are doing these tournaments, we remember that, hey, we, we, we're, we're saying out loud, like Josh is donating the trip. I want to sponsor you. I'm not trying to take any business away from your current printer or anything like that, but um, if there's anything we can do as a company as well to help you, with absolutely. Your ventures, and yeah, then um, definitely Joe and I, you know, yeah. we want to get y'all back on the podcast. Hopefully, get some more exposure and stuff like that to yeah. let people know what's going on. And dude, we'll, we're definitely willing to help when we can. Yeah, very cool. Made a new friend tonight. I appreciate absolutely. it. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Was, absolutely, this was real fun, and like uh, I'll do it again. And, Heck yeah, yeah! Bring the wife next yeah, time. Yeah. Absolutely, bring the party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bring hey, the whiskey. Hey, she she's exactly <laughs> like me. I mean, they they say you know a good marriage is when you marry your best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I took it above that and married myself. I mean, she's exactly <laughs> like me. That's well, that's a, awesome, man. Well, of course, thanks again to Will here at Fish Tackle Marine letting us set up shop every Wednesday and record this deal. Thanks to Mike, A Screen Graphics, always hooking us up. Last call guide service, you know. And we'll get y'all next week on Fish Around and find out, guys. Thank y'all. Well, I want to say uh, thank you to all my admins out there in Texas Kayak, Basker, Trevor Davis, and Joshua Butler, and Jim uh, McNolan. Thank y'all for standing behind me and helping me out with everything that I do. Awesome. That's great, man. And we'll post up all the social media stuff for Texas Kayak, Basker, and the Red Rum and all that. So be looking forward to come out on social media the next couple days. Thank you again. Thank you.